Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the Old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. On this week's show, we've got Jeff Brack. He is a local Tucson filmmaker and a board member of Independent Film Arizona. And we're going to chat with him about the recently passed tax incentives that came from the state of Arizona, intended to bring the film industry back to the desert. Today is July 17th, 2022. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core, and we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A Mountain to Arizona and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org, also available on your iPhone or Android with our very own Downtown Radio Tucson app. And if you want to talk to us on the show, our email address is contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. We're on social media with Facebook and Instagram. And our podcast is just about anywhere you like to listen to podcasts, including asking your smart speaker to play Life Along the Streetcar podcast. Well, it is July. It's hot and the sun is out, so it's time for the Sunburn Film Festival. It's coming up this weekend, Friday, Saturday, at the Screening Room on Congress Street, 127 East Congress. The uh, the uh, Sunburn Film Festival features videos, documentaries, shorts, full-length films, but it focuses on those that were either shot here in Arizona and uh, uh, that, are, that are shot here and are filmmakers from Arizona. So we have a celebration of Arizona film happening this weekend at the screening room and wanted to share that with you because there was recent news from the state of Arizona legislature that they just recently passed a series of tax incentives designed to bring the film industry back to Arizona. We've been losing out to uh, surprisingly states all over the the states that I was surprised to find doing uh, filmmaking. But this new tax incentive, it's supposed to be better than the last one that didn't work out so well, and it should have an impact. So to find out a little bit more about that, we reached out to a friend of ours, Jeff Brack. He makes films here in Tucson. He's also a member of the Independent Film uh, Arizona organization, and they've been tracking this. And I think that there's a good sense that this set of incentives is structured better and will have a positive impact on filming throughout Arizona, including right here in the urban core. So I sat out with Jeff just a few days ago by phone, had this interview, and I think you're going to enjoy hearing about all the cool things that are going to happen as a result of the film industry coming back to Arizona. We have uh, Jeff Brack. He is the, a local filmmaker, also a board member of Independent Film Arizona, uh, and we were just talking because um, you know, just a, few, a week or so before this airs, the state legislature passed a new tax credit that's supposed to be an incentive for filmmakers wanting to uh, do work here in Arizona. I know you're not a tax expert, but you do know a lot about the film industry. Do you have thoughts on on was this needed? Is it going to help? And what what might we see come out of it? Yeah, well, it's unquestionably going to be massive for us because 
unfortunately what happened so it wasn't that many years ago maybe 20 25 years ago there really wasn't that film incentives weren't really a big thing uh films just went where it was cost effective and for the locations that they wanted um so you know there's over the decades you know going back 50 60 years has been this was a mecca of not just westerns but tons of westerns and tv series and then all of a sudden we hit this era where states started doing these tax incentives and it became really cutthroat and depending on how they structured it they weren't always successful and so um, i know that arizona did institute one i want to say it only ran for maybe six or eight years and I'm not 100% positive on that, but it ended up, allegedly, it ended up losing $6 million or something by the time it was all said and done. And so that was used as an excuse to never talk about it again. Um, yeah, I think, meanwhile, that, I think that one ended uh, over a decade ago, if I remember, it ended like in 2010. Yeah. So it's been 10 plus years since since we've had this conversation. It, it was a while back, and I don't know that it was that strong of a tax incentive, honestly. Because about 20 years ago, states like New Mexico and then Georgia and Louisiana, some of these other, tons of actually other states, but particularly um, Georgia and New Mexico, just got real aggressive and started courting Hollywood. And they have had billions of dollars flow through their states now. Um, and Netflix and stu- other studios have built studio space in Albuquerque. I know there's. Uh, been two projects, two one billion dollar projects for studios being built up in Albuquerque, um, and just it's just been flooded with productions, and it's particularly <laughs> hurtful when they have a story that takes place in Arizona that's filmed in New Mexico, because as pretty as New Mexico can be, it just isn't Arizona. It doesn't look the same, and and if you're from here, you definitely can tell. Yeah, and I think that's that's interesting. You know, talking about the the difference between the you know the what's happening in the markets back in two thousand five, two thousand ten, we didn't have all these independent studios with um, uh, Netflix or Apple Plus and in, in, in uh, HBO Max. In fact, we just had uh, HBO Max was I'm sure most people know we're just in town filming uh, the, the first part of a series. Yes. Um, so we had the HBO series Duster, which is a J.J. Abrams created, produced, directed the pilot episode. And that, that was a 10 episode commitment where they were going to come in here, film the pilot break for the holidays, come back in the spring and film the next nine episodes. Um, unfortunately during the holiday break, um, in the beginning of the year, uh, discovery and Warner media, who owns HBO merged and uh, just for the sake of simplicity, they reevaluated their projects and because Arizona did not have a permanent tax incentive, they pulled the remaining nine episodes and took them to New Mexico, which was, uh, that hurt uh, because we were all very excited. The whole film community here was really excited. The, the shooting of the pilot went really well. I know a lot of people that worked on it um, a lot of businesses benefited. Everybody was really excited about the economic impact it was going to have. And then they were talking, you know, $60, $65 million uh, economic impact to our uh, local economy here. So 
I would like to think that probably helped to grease the wheels with this film incentive uh, getting passed through the Arizona legislature. Um, I, I, I do think it was a big factor. Yeah, the, because, ti- yeah, the timing was, was pretty, pretty obvious that the, those two definitely were, at least a conversation was had about losing that opportunity and uh, in the start of this legislative session. I think had the had the merger not happened, uh, they were going to shoot the first season here in the hopes that this legislature was going to move forward, and then they would have it for future seasons. So there's obviously a little uh, hope that now that this goes into effect, maybe if it gets greenlit for season two, maybe they come back. Because the story takes place in southern Arizona, the Phoenix-Tucson area in the 1970s, and you can't really fake Saguaro's and the terrain here. So, um, I, I, and I know they're actually they're actually going to be doing second unit, some filming here, second unit because mm-hmm. you know you, you, because of that reason. Right. You need this. You need this, uh, You need the scenery in the background. And you have to plug that in. Right. And then hopefully uh, they're uh, interested in coming back. But even if they don't. I think we're going to have a flood of films and series coming this way. We've been told for years, a lot of producers that I've talked to, that they would love to come here because we're directly next door to Hollywood. I mean, next state over. They literally have to drive through Arizona or fly over Arizona to go to Mexico. It would just be a short drive or a one-hour flight, and they're here. Um, so I think I, I think we're about to have a big influx of work and and hopefully you know we're going to see a groundswell of new filmmaking crews, people maybe even relocate relocating here. Students they graduate from the film programs here and at, at the you know, University of Arizona and ASU stay in the state to help support these productions. Uh, it's going to be I think it's going to be pretty amazing. We're talking with Jeff Brack. He's a local filmmaker. He's also a board member for Independent Film Arizona, talking about the new tax incentives designed to bring film crews back to Arizona. And we'll be back to that in just a moment. But first, I want to remind you that you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar, Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. Greetings and salutations, Downtown Radio listeners. Paleo Dave, your unfrozen caveman DJ here to spread the good word about the Scrambled Sunrise Rock Mix happening every weekday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on Downtown Radio. From the earliest days of psych, punk, and new wave to 80s college rock, 90s alternative, and the ongoing wave of 21st century indie rock, it's all right here on the Scrambled Sunrise. So tune in via 99.1 FM if you're in the greater downtown area or streaming worldwide via downtownradio.org. We'll finish up here our interview with Jeff Brack talking about the impact of recent incentives passed by the state legislature to bring filming back to Arizona and talk a little bit about the talent pool that's going to be needed to support some of these new uh, expected films and shows. Yeah, that's that's an interesting component. You know, I, I I think on a surface level, you you get the idea. Okay, that's great. They're going to bring a bunch of people out here. They'll eat. They'll be in hotels. There'll be all kinds of economic impact. But sometimes what gets lost is the the that job that skilled job creation, not just extras or the manual labor, but the people that do have um, a film background or or film education. They get an opportunity then to use those skills without leaving uh, Arizona or, or Tucson or, or wherever the case may be. And that actually becomes a massive value added 
when you have trained crews because the next question after does your state have tax incentives is do you have crews so that is a major part of their decision making on whether they're going to come here or not so do, do we have crews now that can support this this uh, potential explosion of, of interest i'll say we do have crews and we have good people uh we just don't have enough of them so um I, I know the the IFA, uh, our group, uh, Independent Film Arizona. One of you know we're we aim to be the local Arizona community of filmmakers that represent the filmmakers and create a community of networking. And but we also want to be a place where people educate themselves, get trained. So we're already uh, developing curriculum for training PAs and, and down the line over time we'll be adding more classes and training for positions that productions are looking for so, when they come uh, here. So like a, a PA a production assistant? Production it, assistant, it, yeah. What, what type of work, is that a, a skilled position? Do you have to have a, a film background to know what to do in that role? I would say PA is, there's knowledge definitely needed, but it's it's more of a a helping hand in any way that a production needs, but you got to know what you're doing. You can't be floundering around. So that's why there's training necessary. But as far as the skilled work goes, you mean like camera department and grips and, you know, lighting and sound. We, we have fantastic people. Um, and again, just not enough of them, but I think as these productions come in, and as people, you know, there's been a lot of people that relocated from L.A. to Albuquerque mm -hmm. because they just wanted to get out of the expensive living situation. And there was tons of work uh, in New Mexico. So I think we're going to have some of that, too, when people relocate here and help supplement the people that were trained. Local people were training will be supplemented with people relocating here and i know and i've heard from other people that arizona filmmakers relocated to new mexico and they've been jones and they come back okay and so i would imagine some of those uh native arizonans are going to come back here um now that we have the tax incentive and productions are going to return yeah you mentioned some you mentioned some other states too new mexico obviously right next door that's that you know from a from a uh, location setting that's probably the, our closest but there's there are people you said louisiana georgia um, yes so that drain has been you know across the country i i just talked to someone recently i had no idea that atlanta was this hotbed of uh movie productions and i found out all of these films that that i thought were hollywood films were, were actually made in atlanta so it, was it is quite surprised stunning. by that stunning yeah i mean atlanta georgia has become the hollywood of the east coast it, it's stunning, like you said, how many productions, television series, movies are filmed there every single day. I, I have a filmmaker, a friend I went to film school with. He went out there and shot a TV series um, and came back to L.A. And, and was editing it. So I Googled it recently, and, and I, I don't want anybody to – people can do their own research. But I Googled what the economic impact of film was – on Georgia, and I, it was somewhere in the three billion dollar range. So we yeah. were talking about having a TV series come into Tucson and have a sixty million dollar economic impact. They're in the billions. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the level of productions that are going there. 
Well, and I'm sure these incentives, you know, you, you have to, it, they have to scale. If you just get a few more productions, it's not going to make the, the loss of that tax revenue really probably worth it. But if you can build that infrastructure that you're talking about, and now you've got an economic base of training and developing film crews and filmmakers, then you, you have a, um, another economy that's being built. And so I think this one was, was a good thought out process and that my understanding was it's a 20 year commitment to um, this program and that gives you a time to sort of build I think the last one was only committed to like you said six seven years so it takes you a couple years to ramp up and then you don't see the benefit and you get rid of it with 20 years you you, seems like you have the time to really ramp this up and it might take a few years to get where you need to be but it it could really have that long term uh, effect that you're talking about yeah, I, the, you know, not meaning to be competitive in New Mexico, but there's obviously going to be some competition for these productions. The cool thing is, is like you said, they really thought this through better and the way it was structured. So it's going to ramp up from what I was reading. It's going to start the year one, which could start as early as this October. They have a cap of $75 million a year. But it's going to after on the third year, it's up to 125 million. What, what, what do you mean by a cap? What is that? Is that for the total amount of credits that can be given? Yes, and that's uh, across all projects. Across all projects. Okay. So the cool thing is that the the incentive that they've created is actually better in most cases than New Mexico's. So. The, the percentages, depending on the size of the production and the tier that it falls in, and then there's added on percentages for how much crew you hire locally, how much business you do locally, whether you use a soundstage here, and, you know, there's percentages that can be added on, whether you do per, post-production here. So there's additional percentages that add up beyond what New Mexico offers. And they just doubled their cap to 110 million, but ours in the third year is 125. So we are super competitive right out the gates, and that's 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 extra exciting too because we've been basically have been uh, getting our butts kicked for two decades here. And I guess some of the things that I'm, you know, you look at the long-term tangibles, and it'll you might not know if a film was done here in Tucson necessarily, but will we see? Um, an increase in film students is, you know, is that a University of Arizona metric that we can track or are there independent schools that do this type of training? That's a great question. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm assuming they will. Okay. And the next time I talk to the film office, Peter Catalanote down there, uh, that would be a great statistic to, to track. I, I would assume yes, that it can't help but grow those numbers yeah and we maybe see some benefits to our airport you know if we if we're bringing people in from la there might be uh some benefits there so there's all these little things we can watch these threads as as they come out because these these large projects tend to have a ripple effect and you know we've seen it like you know on a completely separate topic like the the city of gastronomy that was great it gave us this this designation but it, it also has this ripple effect of driving tourism to tucson and having so many other industries now that are benefiting from the from the success of the culinary world and you take the film you bring that into this scenario and you know we already have some great film festivals we have some great uh, film energy but i'm excited to see what what culturally this brings not just economically but what culturally uh, it, it it has a, an impact on 
I think that it's going to have a, a tangible effect on the whole state. But I think particularly Tucson, because <clears throat> we have that history already. We have Western sets here ready to go. Um, so and there's there's still people working in Hollywood that remember <laughs> working here. So when you already have that that mm-hmm. legacy, that helps a lot, too. And and we you know, this community really embraces the arts and uh i think i think it's going to be really big for tucson now, now with an urban this the show life along the streetcar is kind of focused on the urban core the a mountain the university of arizona it, it, duster was filmed in large part in that in that that space um it, yeah it, is there a lot of activity in the the urban part or is this something that we're going to see like at old tucson studios and and out in the in the suburbs you know, I I probably can't say for sure, but I would imagine, yes, I think that because if productions are coming here and they can use our urban downtown to double as other city downtowns, um, they're going to be, they're going to be everywhere. I think they're going to be using the urban corridor. I think they're going to be using Mount Lemon. I think they're going to be using the desert. I mean, just a quick 30 minute drive down toward Patagonia, you've got grasslands that can pass as the Midwest. I mean, we can really, what's amazing is we can cover any terrain imaginable. And we actually have, uh, I believe we have a, uh, just went into effect a year or two ago, a relationship with uh, the Mexican state of Sonora, where film crews can travel down and use the beaches uh, like Choya Bay and that area. So we literally productions coming here can have any terrain imaginable. Wow. It's a strong package. Yeah. Well, this is fantastic. And we're definitely going to keep an eye on, on uh, different opportunities. And if you hear of anything, you know, really taking place in that urban environment, let us know. But what about, what about you? You have any uh, projects that you've got um, recently completed or coming up or anything that we should know about? Uh, Well, I have, I do have a screenplay that I'm, uh, working on developing into a, an actual produ- production. And uh, my understanding is, as I, I figured you might be interested, does this affect locally produced productions or is it only you know, for luring uh, external shoots in? And uh, from what I've heard, and I haven't confirmed this, but from what I've heard, even local productions benefit from the tax incentives, although they do have to reach because uh, it's tiered you do have to reach a certain level of budget for it to really have a big impact but you you do start to see you know just a few hundred thousand dollars on a low budget film you know every dollar counts so um that's that's great too that it's actually going to support and uh incentivize local production as well so hopefully i'll have a production at some point here with that can also benefit from it and the last question here as we wrap up there might be people that are listening that are interested in getting involved in the film industry is this something that the independent film arizona group can can guide is there a website that people can check out absolutely it's 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 actually our mission is to be the one-stop shop so the place where everybody comes first whether they want to come here from out of state or whether like you said they're a local that wants to they're interested in volunteering or even starting to work in the industry or uh, be an extra or be an actor. We want to be the place that you come check out. 
How do people find so, you? Yep. So it is ifilmaz.org. So the letter I film az.org. That's it. Wow. That's pretty cool. I like that. That's, that, that's catchy too. I film az. Um, yeah. and we'll link to that from our Facebook page and, and things of that nature. Jeff, I appreciate your time. I can imagine there's some, some excitement in, uh, your world with all of this news happening. So uh, as always, you know, thank you for taking a few minutes to share the good news with us. Thank you for inviting me. I love, love sharing and love supporting your show. And, uh, thank you for all you do for Tucson. And a thank you to Jeff Brack for taking his time to walk us through the incentives, how they'll impact our film industry, and then how that trickles through the rest of our uh, talent pool, our education, and our economy. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, available for streaming on downtownradio.org. Got merch? Show your love for Downtown Radio with sweet new items from our merch store. From our classic antenna logo on stickers and totes to a brand new design featured on phone cases, fanny packs, mugs, and masks in a variety of colors. We know you'll find something you like. Proceeds support daily operations of the all-volunteer Downtown Radio so we can continue to broadcast underground music that rocks. Plus, $1 from the sale of every mask will go to a nonprofit providing meals to kids who normally rely on school lunch courtesy of teespring just head over to downtownradio.org click the merch link and get your swag on where does the time go where does the time go as they would say in the film industry episode 210 is in the can that's a wrap i think that's what they would say if there's topics we should be covering uh let us know hit us up on our on our email address contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org if you don't know what email is that's cool just find us on social media we're on instagram and facebook if you don't know what those are, I can't relate, so uh, I'm stuck. But we would love to uh, know more about what's out in the world and what we can can cover. And we're going to leave you with a little music today by a gentleman named Kajambia. It's from 2021. Thought it was somewhat appropriate. The song is called Film Star. I hope you have a great week, and tune in next Sunday for more Life Along the Streetcar. Film Star.